Once upon a time, in a land where misfits dwell, I, your humble host, Nancy Carmichael, started a podcast called The Isle of Misfits. Well, that was four years ago. Hard to believe. Yep, we have completed four whole years, 86 episodes. So I think that calls for some celebration. Woohoo! Yep, this journey has been a weird, wild, and altogether wonderful fairy tale of sorts. So, to kick off season five, right? It just seemed appropriate to go full on fairy tale with my very special guest. Valerie Fintress. Valerie writes children's books for all ages, seeking to challenge her readers to look at the world around them and find God's love reaching out to them. And she's here today to talk to me about her latest book, Beneath the Hood. It's a retelling of a familiar story with a biblical twist. So welcome, Valerie. We, we're so happy. Oh my gosh, we're so happy to have you here. On the aisle. I'm so pleased to be stranded on this island with you. Oh, uh, and it's it's a it's a it's an especially happy island this morning to have you here with us because, like I said, this is this is a special episode to me. We are starting a brand new season, and I think this is the perfect way to start it. I'm so excited to be celebrating with you. Well, yay! Okay, so. Now, I I read your bio, and according to your bio, you live in Texas with your husband and three boys. Am I right? Did I read right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes. All right. And you are all about trying to get everyone to look at familiar things and find the truths and secrets hiding within them. Yes, ma'am. It's amazing how God likes to just show himself in just the everyday things that we encounter, and it just even through stories and so many different ways, God just wants to show himself to us. And so that's kind of what my goal is, is with my books. Well, I love that goal because I got, I got to say that kind of resonates with one of my key core values here on the aisle, which is to seek beauty and truth everywhere because you will find it everywhere, even in the weirdest places. So that explains why you're here today. So I think we should talk about that. Sounds great. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about that. But first... I gave you fair warning, so you know what's coming. Yes. You know. The stupid, the stupid test, right? <laughs> the, the stupid test. Maybe I'll change the name. Yes. Stupid test, stupid game, the keyword being stupid. But you agreed to play it, so all right, you're on the hook. I mean, you can okay. run away. I do hear the trepidation in your voice, but uh, it's going to be okay. I promise you. So today's stupid game, my fairy tale loving friend, is brought to you. By the fine folks at quizlady.com. Oh, yes, I shamelessly pilfered this one because if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Um, and you'll be shocked to know that it's all about determining which fairy tale best describes your life. So are you ready to play? I'm ready. Okay, question one. Multiple choice. And by the way, no wrong answers on these quizzes, which just, just takes the pressure off. The best kind of quiz. All righty. Okay, question number one. What were you like as a child? Were you adventurous, shy, responsible, or sassy? Or other. If you were other, we can go with that too. I definitely, what is it? I was adventurous at times, but also shy. So if mm. I was comfortable in a situation, I was adventurous and outgoing. But in new situations, definitely shy. 
I kind of call myself an extrovert trapped in an introvert's body. I know. Yes, I know that gig. Okay, so if you had to pick one or the other, like, what's your gut? Uh, My gut would probably say shy. Okay. All right. This is your quiz, so we're going with it. All right. (laughs) Question number two. Which... Oh, wait, sorry. Would you consider yourself a sensitive person? Would you say absolutely, not really, or nah? I am a sensitive person. Okay. So I do tend to wear my heart on my sleeve. Uh, yes, as, as most fairy tale characters do, or at least the, the heroes and heroines do. So, all right. Okay, and I'm, I'm with you on that one, too. I'd have to say absolutely. Um, okay, question number three. How do you feel about your family? Would you say they're my life? I love them, but we're not closer. Yeah, I don't really like them. <laughs> I love my family. My husband and I actually 10 years ago moved back to the city where all of our family is. Uh, we enjoy being around our extended family because all of my family is here in the Dallas area. So I kind of think I like them. Sounds like it. Yes. <laughs> being close to family. I, I get it. And yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Although I know this is your quiz, but... I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's here's a fun question. Would you rather spend time indoors or outdoors? Definitely outdoors. Yeah. Not right now in August in Texas, but yeah. normally, if the weather is nice, I like to be outdoors. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I live in Buffalo. So yeah, I would say like in January, I think I'd rather be in Texas. But you know, but <laughs> there's just there's just certain I don't beauty. Know last. January, we had some pretty frigid weather, so. That is true. You're right. I forgot about that. It likes to keep us guessing. That's true. Yes. Well, there's a famous old Mark Twain saying about um, Buffalo, actually, because he spends some time here that, oh, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. It'll change. It's true. It is. It here in Texas, too. (laughs) Got it. Okay. All right. Question. Wait. Hold on. I'm going. I'm getting a little ahead. All right, here we go. Question. Next question. I'm waiting for my computer to boot up. Okay. What is most important in your life? Adventure, love, family, success, or you're not sure? I would have to still go with family on that one. Yeah, I kind of thought that's what you would say. So I had to ask it anyway just to keep things fair. All right. Um, Oh, here's one. This is a very fairy tale question. Do you believe in the concept of happily ever after? Not at all. I'm unsure. Yes, I do. Hmm. That's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. I'd say I do believe in happily ever after. Okay. It may not look like a storybook, but Mm -hmm. I think perspective and understanding being content where you are can make it a happily ever after. Right. And, you know, we're going to, I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but when you're talking about fairy tales, we get this idea that fairy tales is always happy, but that's not always the case, right? But I don't want to get ahead of myself. So, yeah, (laughs) I am tracking with you, though. Okay. Uh, All right. Next question. Do you, do you believe in the supernatural? Yes? No? I don't know. Well... I believe in the supernatural God right? is all-powerful, all-seeing, and all-knowing. But um, the other aspects of it, like ghosts or the little oddities, 
no. Aliens, that kind of thing. Okay. I have to say no. <laughs> okay. All righty. And I'm with you on that one as well, because I think that that is yet another trick question, because it depends on your worldview, right? Very true. Okay. We're coming in for a landing here. Um, okay. This is sort of an iteration of another question, but it's not. This is now. The last one was when you were a child. Would you say you're an adventurous person now? Would you say, no, nah, not really, meh, somewhat, or definitely? I'm somewhat of an adventurous person okay. now. Okay. I think the desire to want my kids to step out of their own comfort zones pushes me out of my comfort zone, as well as stepping out into publishing a book. That's an adventure all into itself and not, not something to walk into lightly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Quite an adventure. Yeah, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that because we're almost, I think this is our last question. Okay. What would you say is your biggest flaw? Would you say you're gullible, naive, which I think is really the same thing? Um, you can be too trusting or you're too sensitive. Hmm. I am very trusting. So I believe people at what they say, which is why there's a no soliciting sign outside my door now. <laughs> and so I definitely say I'm a little too trusting. Yeah. Yeah. Does the sign help? Has it kept the it's kept the snake oil salesman away? Every <laughs> once in a while, there's like someone that pokes in. And I'm like, hey, the sign's there for hey, you. Read the sign, pal. <laughs> okay. That's like a good idea. Girl Scout cookies? No. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if you could like have a special sign. Yeah, Girl Scout cookies allowed. All others be gone. Um, okay, so you ready for your results? Yes, ma'am. All right, you are the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Not too many. <laughs> so here's your description. Not too many people have a heart as big as yours. You always want to do good in life. And you tend to put others' happiness before your own. You're passionate, romantic, and when you truly love someone, you'll do just about anything for them. So there you go. Little that mermaid. Sounds about right. So, so <laughs> I, I have the red hair to go with it. Ah, well, see? Somehow, quiz lady, I guess she's tuned into you. So the funny thing is I took this quiz twice. I know I said I wouldn't make this about me, but here we are. Um, so I took this twice. Actually, I took this quiz and another one just because I was vetting the quizzes. Uh-huh. Both times I got Little Mermaid. So, so, so <laughs> I never would have guessed that about myself. So, you know, um, so I guess kindred spirits, here we are. So, again, it makes sense that you're here with us today. So, congratulations. Thanks for playing. <laughs> happy to play so so and as you i think you may know this from listening to prior episodes or just uh you know just our mutual following each other um i ran out of misfit mugs so you can look forward to receiving something random from my house at some point so <laughs> i know the soup you sent amanda looked good so <laughs> it was yes i think it was a uh, wegman's brand which is our our signature supermarket up here so only the yeah. finest only the finest cream of mushroom soup so yeah you never know what you'll get i'll just spin i'll just spin around and point at something so <laughs> sounds yeah. like was it surprise mail exactly yes or de-junking as we call it <laughs> so so all right so but like i said i i just want to i have so much really i want to talk to you about today um and where to start, where to start. So I think, I think I'm think i going to start here because I think it's, it's just going to springboard us into all kinds of possibilities. So 
you you write these books. You wrote this book called Beneath the Hood. But I'm going to ask you a big question first. Okay. Why are fairy tales important? Well, I mean, it's a great question. And I think a lot of our culture wants to say that fairy tales are outdated and, you know, antiquated ideas and, you know, forcing love upon someone or, you know, kiss rescues you and all that. But I think, I mean, if you look at fairy tales, they've been the bread and butter of children's literature for hundreds of years. And it's one of those, we keep going back to these stories because there is just this basic truth that we want to hold on to, this basic moral truth that just is through each one of the fairy, the the classic fairy tales. And so we return to them over and over again because one, their history, it just makes us feel connected to so many people I mean, I mentioned on, I think, one of my uh, social media blasts when I was working with my illustrator who's from Indonesia, I was really worried about um, whether she would know what Red Riding Hood was. Mm -hmm. And she did. She knew that story. And we were able to connect on our love of story as well as our love of, you know, communicating story through pictures as well. And so it's something that we all recognize we've all been read these stories and just allows us to have this common language with Mm. one another right yeah like a universal truth like you said or just something that we can all connect to exactly and i think that's what makes stories so strong is when those stories do connect over centuries and over um, cultural boundaries and that kind of thing is what makes an amazing story and so you know, fairy tales, you know, can't or, in our, seem to get a bad rap here and there, you know, but we keep returning to them because they speak of love that is not bound by looks. It speaks, which we all desire. We all desire to be loved and not judged by how we look. You know, the ugly duckling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Cinderella. Beauty and the Beast, right, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, yeah, exactly. yeah. And so... We keep returning to this because we all desire that, to be truly loved for who we are. And then, you know, same with, you know, so many of the others is, you know, with Little Red Riding Hood, you know, we've all gotten lost at some point. Mm-hmm. And we all, you know, have to decide, you know, am I going to believe what's right before my eyes? You know, this grandmother, my grandmother looks a little strange, you know, kind of thing. And so we've all experienced those things either as children or even as adults and so we can all relate to these stories and i think that just makes it magical and powerful yeah you know and that theme you said of getting lost and and being found and right finding our way through the dark forest sure i mean these are all like you said those basic truths finding love being loved not just for outward appearances so these universal truths you know it reminds me of um Ecclesiastes, right? Where it says that eternity is set in our hearts. It is. And that's just something, yeah, so there are still, even in this day and age of, hey, you speak your truth, girl, I'll speak my truth, there are some things that are the truth, not just your truth, not just my truth, but the truth. And I think you're so right that, that fairy tales are these this universal language spoken over many generations that, that encapsulate some of these truths in a way that we can understand them. Yes, they do. And 
it's you know it's one of those we all can enjoy them whether no matter your political you know swing or your if you have a faith or don't have a faith you can still enjoy just the richness of these stories right right so i gotta back up just for a second here because you said your illustrator was from indonesia yes all right so tell me tell tell me that story how'd you hook up with an illustrator from indonesia well, it was one of those in the process of trying to decide how to do drawings. I can draw. I'm not bad, but I'm not to the level of <laughs> putting it in a book out for people. And so I had gone through a third party site that does um, basically contract work. Ah, okay. Allows creatives to go out and say, hey, I can draw this. I can do children's stories or I can make you a cover and that kind of thing. And so I had reached out to a few and over the course of the year, I came in contact with uh, this one lady that lived in, she's uh, I think an art student in Indonesia and she just was a good communicator and put together some really beautiful drawings. Yes, she did indeed. So I'm looking, I have the book in my hand right now and yes, really lovely, lovely drawings. They're they're simple and yet they're complex at the same time. And I don't know if that makes sense, but there's you know she they're like the characters stand out, but it's got this beautiful dreamy the background with a she did a good job she did a good job and actually it adds to me it adds another layer of meaning that you found somebody from really literally halfway around the world to work on this project that brings these universal truths. Yes, it was just kind of an extra layer of God just showing me yes, this is, you know, exactly what you're trying to communicate is that, you know, we are really as people drawn together by stories and just how a story can, you know, build a relationship and you can, you know, just enjoy things together no matter where you're from. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk about some of the themes. So so obviously, you know, we all know the story of Little Red Riding Hood, or at least we have, you know, some iteration in our mind of it, as we've been told over the years. I think actually up until now, my favorite iteration was the Bugs Bunny version. If you've ever seen that one, it's great. Um, That's a good one. Highly recommend it. Yep. Yeah, da 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 um, but, <laughs> um, but, but yours, you know, your story, you pick up on some really interesting themes. I mean, just a moment ago, you talked about, you know, getting lost, finding our way. Um, but you also talk a lot about the theme of identity, which I think is a very timely topic right now. It's something that I struggled with a lot. Um, and even just in the last year, really have come to terms with my identity in the Lord. And having the confidence to step out in faith and do what he's been calling me to do for a long time, but just to just rest in that identity and to know that, you know, success or failure is dependent on him, not on me. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I guess, really the power behind this book is just, I am a child of the King. I belong to him. And, you know, I could get distracted. I, you know, if I listen to other voices in my head, then I can forget that truth so easily. And I know just that confidence to know that, you know, God's got me. He's with me. He's going to, what he, let's see, I'm trying to remember the verse. What is it? Romans eight twenty eight. 
is you know mm-hmm. God works all things all together, things for together. Those yep. who uh, are called according to his name and so it's just those simple truths that I struggle to really grasp onto because of my own insecurities that I've collected over the years and you know I just I just knew that you know if I had something like this when I was a kid and I could really cling to that before hitting you know the teenage years when things get messy enough as it is just to be able to claim that truth would give me you know gives me confidence now and I know that as a kid I hope even my kids to have that confidence moving forward in their lives that as distractions and you know the wolves of the world try to you know, get their attention that they can hold to that truth and continue forward oh yeah oh my gosh so all right so first of all you said simple truth right and it's true you know there these truths are so simple and sometimes when we when we say simple or we think about simple we think oh you know anybody could do it even a child could do it and because it's simple it's not complicated and yet simple doesn't mean easy Right? right, just just because it's a it's it's a simple truth doesn't mean that everything under the sun is is working to unravel it. Right, as you as you said, you know, it's about remembering that truth, remembering through the distractions, through the fear, because sometimes also we think, well, it's it's a dangerous world out there, and be careful and stay safe, and um, there's, so there's a whole conversation around that. But distractions are, you know, we don't think of them as scary, but distractions can also take us off our game as much as fear can. That's true. That's true. And so, yeah, it's one of those we want to, you know, when we become a Christian, we we want to live for the Lord. We want to, you know, you get that you know, first bit of Holy Spirit fire and you're, you know, wanting to do all the things. But life just happens. And we can lose that fire quickly and not, you know, lose it, but just turn down the flame a little bit and focus, you know, life, you know, having kids, you know, working, doing your job, you know, those things can really kind of just pull you away from, you know, you know, the the goal of walking towards the Lord. And so, Right. It seems like a sermon in itself, but <laughs> Oh, there's all kinds of sermons to be drawn out of here. Pastors, yes, yeah, just uh this these are these are free sermon sermonettes for you. So um but yeah, I love how you put you know, you put it you said turn down the flame. Um mm-hmm. and I think that is so accurate because what happens is it's not that the flame isn't there, right? right. But we forget that it's there. Mm-hmm. And whether fear makes us forget or distractions make us forget or pride makes us forget or insecurity makes us forget, the result is it, it obscures that flame. It turns it down. And the key, the key to all of this, of course, is remembering, right? Mm-hmm. And without giving your whole story away, um, I mean, I know we know the fairy tale, so spoiler alert, you know, it all has <laughs> happily ever after. But I think that sometimes... Um, the journey is as important as as the end of the story, right? I mean, we want that happy ending, but but God's with us for the journey. And one really, I think, beautiful thing that, that you brought out in this is, yeah, we need to remind each other, which is good, 
But we also need to remind ourselves, right? When we've been told who we are and we know who we are, sometimes our tendency is, I I need you to tell me, I need you to remind me, I need, you know, and of course we do need each other. But there are seasons in life when we're walking through that forest and we feel like we're alone. Yes. And it's one of those like, you know, even though we feel alone, we're not, right. you know, because, you know, God was walking this journey with us. And it's like time and time again, even in this process of making this book, I was been reminded of uh, David and how, you know, it was like 14 years between the time that he was anointed to the time he became king. Mm-hmm. And just that sitting in that waiting to mm-hmm. know I'm king, but I'm not king. God, when are you going to do this? Oh, yeah. Yep. I was just reminded just what God was doing in those 14 years was to train him to be the king he mm. needed to be. Mm-hmm. So all the trials and all the you know hard things that come into our lives are meant to train us towards glorifying him and reminding others of who they are and bringing God glory in all things. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so that's, I mean, this is, that's the way God works is he doesn't always, he does work in miraculous ways, but sometimes he's always just, you know, that potter in the clay. He's shaping us, moving us, directing us, allowing us to experience hard things so that we can remember how much we need him and how much uh, we need to remind others of him as well. And so it's just amazing how much this book is not just about um, our identities, but remembering that staying on the path is what's going to ultimately glorify the Lord, you know, no matter what hardships come through it. Yes. So it's okay. What I'm, something I've been thinking about lately that really your story just really brings out to me. So I don't know if I'm just extrapolating this for myself, but I think there's something here, you know, Remembering who you are is so important. And I think when you struggle with insecurity, it's so easy to say, oh, I don't want to puff myself up and I don't want to, you know, who am I? Because, you know, because those voices, right? Oh, who do you think you are? So it kind of keeps you there. So something I've been kind of ruminating on lately is this whole idea, you know, we very easily recognize that a person who puffs himself up and, you know, who's all about, hey, look at me. So, you know, that prideful person who is mm-hmm. obviously, you know, has all that good self-talk. Oh, they are so prideful. But I would maintain that an insecure person, which I'm raising my hand, I think I've I've dealt with that for a lot of my life, that insecure person really does ins- – from the opposite side of the coin does the same thing it because yeah. both of them are saying look at me look at me where the the prideful person is saying "Ooh, look at me the yeah the insecure person yes the insecure pa- person is saying look yeah. at me i need you to i need you to to get me out of you know i i i need you to tell me that i'm okay and yes and both of them are are self I don't even know why I can't get it out, but both of them are self-centered. Neither of them are pointing to God. And I guess that's my roundabout way of saying a very simple thing is is that, you know, humility, C.S. Lewis said this, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Yes, I love that quote. 
Right. And when we know who we are, then we're free to not be thinking of ourselves all the time. And we're also free to remind others who've forgotten about themselves. And and I love how you wove that into the story, too. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Or, you know, I don't want to give too much of it away, but I, I just thought that was so beautiful. Well, it's one of those, you know, it wasn't just focusing on, you know, Little Red and her journey, but also just, you know, our goal as uh, believers is to not only disciple younger believers and to um, encourage one another, we're made for community. And so we're made to support one another when we need to, when, you know, we need, uh, sorry, we're made to support one another, to spur one another on to love and good works, to, you know, do those things. And it's one of those, I easily, you know, was it? I'm 40 years old, and so I, at, even at 40, I totally, you know, needed a reminder of my identity, you know, a couple of years ago. And so it's one of those. No matter our age, we always need to be reminded of who we are, and then we can claim that and you know make that just strengthen our own courage and where God has us at the moment. Yeah, yeah, so important. Like, you know, like we said earlier, this and right now, it, it is such an, a timely, urgent topic to know who we are, this whole subject of identity. I mean, we're all over the map on that, right? Like, well, yes. when, when we decide who we are versus knowing that we belong to somebody else, you know, there, there's another right. deep thought I've had lately is that, you know, we really don't know who we are except in relationship to other people. That's true. And, you know, when we, we decide, well, this is who I am. No one's going to tell me who I am except for me. We kind of become our own creators. And, right. you know, and, and I think that unfortunately leads to more isolation, right? Because we're taking our, we're taking ourselves, in a sense, out of relationship, even though that's the thing we, we just so desperately long for. Yes. So, And it also creates more division. Right, Because right. If, I'm, if this is my identity, I'm going to stick with those in my identity, and I'm not going to reach out to those that don't um, match up with what I am claiming, whether it's you know in a Christian worldview or a non-Christian worldview. And it just creates more division and divide and, you know, you know, it just reminds me of the verses where it's talking about, you know, the body of Christ. You know, the eye wants to be the foot, then, you know, right. and what, who's going to see the needs? Or, you know, the hand wants to be the mouth. How's, you know, the hand going to do the work of the Lord? And so, as for that, just division, you know, just hap- is happening in our culture. And just, if we can, you know, turn things back to just remembering, just those, again, those simple truths. Yeah, simple, but yeah. Reminded of those, a lot of the extra can be just brushed off if we can just hold to just those simple truths. Oh my gosh, simple, yes, but deep, deep truths and profound. So, so yeah, this kind of brings us full circle. Who would have thought that all of this could be encapsulated in a fairy tale? And yet here we are talking about these deep truths in these 
time-honored stories that have been passed down from generations. And I love, I love your retelling of it. I love the biblical truth that you wove into it. Um, just, I just, I'm so excited for other people to get their hands on this book. Whether you have young children yourself, grandchildren, no children, put it on your bookshelf because some of the deepest truths that I've come across have been in children's books, So, by the way. Um, so tell us, how can people get a hold of this book? Well, for right now, this book is available on Amazon as its main distributor, and um, that's the best place to get it for now. And I hope to get it out further as... It gets more reviews on there and more um, picks up steam. And so the Kindle version will be available on September 7th. And right now the print is available on Amazon. Wonderful. That's so wonderful. And I, I'm imagining, I don't know, I'm guessing, because I know you got a website. Do you have, if someone were to visit your website, would they be able to click a link that would take yes, you? Ma'am. All right. So let's tell us how to get a hold of you on your website. Oh, my website is ValerieFentress.com, and there's a blog on there that I post weekly on, just kind of random ideas of both encouragement and God's truth, as well as parenting and uh, books, kind of my three loves of all things. And then um, there's a newsletter you can sign up, which has a weekly um, shout-out to what's going on both in my writing life and um, on the blog as well. And so that also has a place to get um, purchase the books. All right. That sounds like a good deal. we got encouragement. we got God's Word, parenting, help, who couldn't use that, and, and book recommendations. So, yes, so look her up, ValerieFentress.com. It's F-E-N-T-R-E-S-S, correct? Did I spell your name right? All right. Very good. Well, Valerie, thank you so much for being here today. It has been a a real pleasure having you. It's been a joy to be on here with you, Nancy. Thank you so much. All right. We'll be looking for you in the next fairy tale. You got one in mind? I'm working on something. We'll see. All right. Okay. All right. We'll be looking out. All right. God bless. God bless. Thank you. You know, that's the thing about a good fairy tale. They never go out of style. Because we're never too old for them, right? So, if you want to get your very own copy of Valerie's cool take on a classic, Beneath the Hood, it is out right now. And you can find it on Amazon, sure, sure. But I think you'll have more fun going to ValerieFentress.com. That's F-E-N-T-R-E-S-S.com. And for more misfit fun, I would love for you to visit me at isleofmisfits.com that's I-S-L-E of misfits.com it's a playground for all square pegs and that includes you so you square peg ya keep owning your awkward keep loving your fellow misfits and by all means keep looking out for all the beauty and all the truth that a square peg can find rearrange me here and now